Truth Be Told with DT and Telly returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Sherwin Hughes for his financial empowerment interview with Northwestern Mutual on Friday, this Friday, April 28th. Sherwin will be joined by Northwestern Mutual financial advisors, Erica Wright and J.B. Bell, where they will discuss easy steps that you can take to strengthen your finances. If you have any financial questions, be sure to call in to the Truth Talk and Text Line at 833-212-1017 for free advice this Friday, April 28th. At 11 a.m. during The Truth with Sherwin Hughes. You are tuned in to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. This is the second hour. Thanks so much for joining us. Hope you had a great weekend. We're now starting a new week, a new hour, and we want to make it great for you. The Truth Talk and Text Line again is 833-212-1017. Now, recently... As of, I believe that was last Friday, it was reported that racist graffiti at Muskego High School prompted disciplinary action. So there was an image that was taken in a bathroom at Muskego High School showing a hateful message towards black people. And it made its rounds on social media. In an email, Muskego Superintendent Kelly Thompson said that they could not discuss matters that potentially involve student discipline and cited privacy. Now, State Representative Clint Anderson talked about how, quote, we live in a society that should not accept or condone racist behavior. But unfortunately, we're seeing it now for the second time in a little over a month at a school district. And he's referring to a boys basketball game last month when Beloit High School played at Muskego. The Beloit players found racist images and words traced in dust in the guest locker room, prompting an investigation. Uh, A district report concluded they could not determine who was behind them, but it did lead to some charges like increased cleaning to create a welcoming environment. So the question is, how does the school district move forward from something like this? Well, As far as the students that were impacted, so the Beloit Memorial High School basketball, boys basketball team, was awarded the Drum Major for Justice Award Monday. So last Monday during a Black Hawk Technical College's Chasers Summit. And the team members of the Beloit Memorial High School boys basketball team were commended for their conduct during and after the game in which, which took place in March, where Muskego members of the team encountered alleged racial slurs and symbol, excuse me, racial slurs and symbols written in the dust on lockers. Now this award was inspired by Dr. Martin Luther King's Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King Jr.'s drum major instinct speech and was presented by Linda Fair, Black Hawk academic advisor and organizer of the annual dream chasers. What do you think about this incident telly and, and, what do you think about the reaction? And congratulations to the members of the Beloit Memorial High School basketball, boys basketball team for being awarded 
the drum major for Justice Award. Yeah, and I remember when this happened because it was a packed game and you had a lot of students that were right on the court that were making uh, uh, you know, a lot of racial slurs and, and different antics and motions of monkeys and things like that. And uh, I think this is absolutely awesome, and it warms my heart because you can't always control what happens to you. You can't control your reaction to it. And the way that these young men conducted themselves and reacted to ignorance it showed that, A, it was a level of maturity. B, you don't meet ignorance with ignorance because nothing will get accomplished. And C, it's good to know that they understand this won't be the last time they encounter something that is racially motivated towards them. And once again, it's... You can't control what happens to you. You can't control your reaction and the way they reacted and conducted themselves. Kudos to them because if you try to do something that's negative towards something that's negative, nothing is going to get accomplished. They're still going to feel the same way that they feel, and they're still going to do the things that they do amongst their circles, and you're not going to change that, even if you go beat them up. That's still not going to change. If they don't like black people before, they still they really not going to like black people afterwards. Well, what's disappointing to me, Telly, and you're and I completely agree with you. And I commend again the choice that the basketball, the Beloit High School boys basketball team made in terms of just taking the higher road. What disappoints me as an adult who is a parent. The reaction from one of the – well, this, first of all, there are seven school board members at Muskego High School. Only one of them responded and condemned the graffiti. But this is where I get a little – not even a little. This is the second time that something like this has happened, something like this being racial slurs, hate crime. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. And – the board member that did speak up, Kevin Zimmerman, basically said that we are not allowed to describe or excuse me, disclose what disciplinary action will be taken against the students. But we will be revisiting the policy. See, that's not the right narrative that you use yeah. because it's very dismissive and it's very like, well, we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah. Again, racism is a disease. It, it impacts people's ability to walk into a room and feel a sense of belonging and feel a sense of security, safety, and well-being. Yeah. And when you, and I'm, I'm going to assume Kevin Zimmerman, I, I'm, I need to Google image him. I don't know what his race or his ethnicity is, but I'm going to assume that he's a white man. I'm going to hope that this is not coming from a mindset of a black man to say, you know, we really can't talk about da, da, da. you're hiding. And see, that's the thing. What society continues to do is hide behind these policies that need to be revisited and need it, to be amended. It, it, let's let's call it what it is, Denise. It's not hiding. It's not addressing something that doesn't affect you. It is. It, until it's also it hiding. Affects, yeah, because you're using that policy. Oh yeah, yeah, to yeah. Know, it is because it is. If, if it had something to do with some young white. Female cheerleaders. Absolutely. 
We are we are appalled. We have changed the same with gun, gun uh, reform. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why it has to be. Well, we're looking into the existing policies. Yeah. You are you are telling me that I am insignificant. I am of lesser importance. And here, these young men still take the higher road. Yeah. Every parent at Muskegee High School should be demanding the disclosure of the disciplinary action and immediately hiring someone externally to come in and provide sensitivity, cultural competency training. But it's so much easier for them to try and move forward and say, okay, that happened and moved on as opposed to addressing it and making sure that it doesn't happen again. And that's the problem because it's not an isolated incident. This has been happening. And mm-hmm. just imagine all the things that did not get reported that is probably oh, absolutely. taking place. So to say that you're going to look into it or we need to revisit our policies, once again, it just says that it's not really affecting me. Or it was just isolated incidents. Those students don't go here anymore. They graduated. So we don't have to worry about that anymore. Well, and I'm just going, because this is truth be told. I I applaud the response demonstrated by these young men from the Beloit basketball. However, I hope that the intention of this distinguished recognition that was in honoring Dr. Reverend Martha King's work and his legacy was not used to, okay, y'all. Cover it up. C- calm yeah. down. We don't yeah. want any. Because I, they're teenagers. I'm mm-hmm. looking for the parents mm-hmm. of these young men to go to the school and hold people like Kevin Zimmerman, who's a board member of Muskego High School, accountable. It's the yeah. adults that create the policies. It's the adults that have the authority to adhere, modify, or adjust the policy so that, because here's the thing. I'm going to keep, like you said, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing if I know there's no punishment, no accountability, nothing. Yeah. If I'm not going to get expelled, if I'm not going to get suspended, if the only thing you're going to say is you probably shouldn't have done that, then it's okay. Then I'm trying to plan the next time there's a big gathering where there are going to be black students so I can demonstrate my dislike again. Absolutely. So once again, it's not that the problem is fixed. It's We've moved on. We have made people aware of it, and they're hoping it doesn't happen again. Because you're, this is basically telling me that you're not concerned about the racist slurs and and actions. You were more concerned about these young black boys getting upset and and reacting. That's what that was. And let me just go one step further. And I'm not even sure of this, but I got a good idea that. Out of those seven board members, how much diversity is amongst those seven board members? Well, let's let's do a fact check. So I'm going to Google Muskego. We'll, we'll come back. When we come back from break, we'll talk about it some more. But in the meantime, I'm going to Google image both Kevin Zimmerman and one of the, the listeners on the Truth Talk and text line says, it's funny how his last name is Zimmerman. I was thinking the exact same thing. hope there's no relation. And, you know, we talk about consistency and speaking of where again when people get uncomfortable hearing the term black lives matter this is another example 
of why it is a question of whether our lives matter in this country. Let me give you another story. The police officer that fatally shot Breonna Taylor was fired. And now has been hired. He is going to be serving as a police officer at the Carroll County Sheriff's Department, which is another part of Kentucky. Are you kidding me? It happens all the time, though. The cop, the police officer that was responsible for firing the bullet that killed Breonna Taylor in a Kentucky police raid, Louisville, Kentucky, to be exact, now works at a sheriff's department one hour away from Louisville. Former Louisville Metro Police Officer Miles Cosgrove, along with two others, were fired in 2021 after Taylor, Breonna Taylor, was killed by these officers in 2020. And his bullet was the one exactly that killed Breonna Taylor. It happens quite often, DT. It happens where, think about the cop from Wauwatosa, Joseph Mensa. He shot three people, killed three people while on the force with the Wauwatosa Police Department. And when he got released, he, I don't even think he got fired. You know what happened? He went and got a job with uh, Waukesha County or with the Sheriff's Department. So you know, he just basically got a raise. Oh, and here's the thing. People will say... Well, you know, they'll never be able to get another job. Their life is over. Their career is ruined. Obviously not. It is okay. Thank you, America, for reminding police officers that it is quite all right to kill black people because you may serve for killing another human being maybe a year, maybe a year and a half. You'll get out and guess what? You'll get another job in law enforcement In law enforcement. And going back to the Muskego story, I had to look it up because I wanted to meet the board. And it's tough to make effective policies about diversity or other ethnicities when the entire board has no diversity in it. Mm-hmm. So when you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people, seven adults that are trying to make policies about issues they've never had to encounter. They said they're trying. <laughs> but <laughs> the actual execution of actions, I doubt is ha- I, I doubt right now they're in a, on a Zoom or in a board meeting talking about. How do we ensure that we have policies that protect people of color, in particular black students? And what type of punishment, punitive action? None of that. I guarantee that's an all white board. Yeah. Saying to the public that they are working on amending a policy. You cannot talk about. Here's the thing. The process of even creating a an appropriate policy. Mm-hmm. There has to be representation. How can you talk about a demographic? And how to respond and how to prevent those types of situations from an education standpoint if there's no representation on the board. Once again, like I said, if it doesn't affect you. And then who's to say that what type of relationships these board members may have had with some of the perpetrators? Exactly. So if it's my nephew that's hanging out with this crowd that 
was were doing these racial slurs, am I going to punish my nephew and his friends? No, because my probably nephew probably not. My nephew learned some of those racial <laughs> slurs from me when we were growing up. And here's my thing too. It's crazy, man. All whiteboard respectfully declining to make a comment. If I were a board member, I would say, okay, we we got to huddle. I sit on a number of nonprofit organization boards and advisory councils. If something like this were to happen on a board that I sit on, oh, you best believe we're going to get together. We're going to do some some crisis management, some public relations, and we're going to effectively respond in a way where people know that we are taking this extremely seriously. Yeah. No comment. Hiding behind policies. And, and here's another thing. It's not just Kentucky. It's not just Wisconsin. Former Minnesota police officer Kim Potter was released from prison after serving time for killing. She only did about nine months. And she's supposed to do 16. That was she's the been, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota She's been She's yeah. been released. Oh, I'm sorry. She actually, so she was released from prison after serving 16 months of a two-year sentence. She was sentenced to two years in the fatal shooting of young brother, young King Dante Wright, whom she shot after, and I'm doing the air quotes, mistaking her gun for a taser, a taser. during a traffic that. stop in Brooklyn Center, according to the Minnesota Department of Corrections. So Potter was released from the Minnesota Correctional Facility, Chicopee, at 4 a.m. last Monday, noting the early, are you ready for this? This is what, see, it's kid. whoa, and y'all wonder. They released her telly at 4 a.m. due to safety concerns. So they basically said, black folks, we know you don't wake up early in the morning, so we're going to release her to avoid, and this is the exact verbiage that was used, violent protests. Wow. Violent? Outside of a prison? Oh, yeah, we're we going to show up with guns and outside of a prison where there's arm. Come on now. Potter, Potter will, re, will be on supervised release for the remaining third of her sentence in accordance with the Minnesota law, which doesn't provide time off for good behavior. And this is all in accordance with the Minnesota Correctional Facility, Shakopee. Dante Wright's mother... Katie Wright says that she was dreading Potter's release and is struggling to find peace, Telly. Now, this woman had already had to be, had to bury her son. Bury her son, which is a parent's worst nightmare. Bury her son by a irresponsible police officer who claims that she was reaching for her taser. No, no, no. You knew exactly what you were reaching for and you knew exactly who you were shooting. Yeah. I remember the trial. I remember when it happened, and it was so crazy because it happened after George Floyd's murder, and it happened about eight miles away from where it happened. And you mean to tell me you're you you shouldn't be more alert, or your senses should be heightened with everything going on, and you mistaking a taser gun for your real gun and you shoot him multiple times and then you say, oh my gosh, that was, I I didn't mean to do that. Liar. Liar. And you know the crazy thing is, once she's done with her supervised 
uh, time or whatever, she'll get another job in law enforcement. Oh, well, it just may not be in the state of Minnesota, or it might just be in the state of Minnesota. It's interesting you say that. So let me read this quote. Truth Nation, this is Dante Wright's mother, and this is what she said. She said, let me just finish this quote. Some say I should forgive to be at peace, but how can I? I am so angry. She, referring to Kimberly Potter, who killed her son, she is going to be able to watch her kids, have kids, and be able to touch them. I am always scared I'm going to forget my son's voice. It gave us some sense of peace knowing she would not be able to hold her sons. She has two. I can't hold my son. She will never be able to hurt anybody as a police officer again. That is the only sense of peace that we get as a family. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. When we come back, we'll talk more about this. The Truth Talk and Text Line is 833-212-1017. Black mothers are tired of having to bury their black sons. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. I'm not a play, I just crush a lot. Tune into the award-winning 1017 The Truth this Saturday at 10 a.m. for our new show, Diversity and Excellence, powered by Erie Insurance and hosted by Dr. Ken Harris and Fred Johnson, the vice president and Wisconsin state manager for Erie Insurance. Dr. Ken and Fred Johnson will discuss why Erie Insurance always goes the extra mile for their customers and why more than 90% of their customers stay with Erie Insurance. So again, don't miss Diversity and Excellence powered by Erie Insurance this Saturday at 10 a.m. on the new 1017 The Truth. If you're just tuning in, we were talking about the number of situations where black, or excuse me, white police officers are killing young black people, such as Ahmaud, excuse me, Ahmaud Aubrey, Trayvon Martin, Dante Wright, Breonna Taylor, to then be given, if anything, a very minor sentence for taking someone's life based on their race, and then getting jobs in law enforcement or being released early. Uh, Spike says on the Truth Talk and text line, which is 833-212-1017, that Dante Wright's mother is white. I get it. However, Brianna, Ahmad, Trayvon, all these black moms and black dads, I mean, I don't even care what color Dante Wright's mother is. It makes no difference. This is a young but black... But he also had two parents, too. Exactly. So... And his Clearly, father was his, black. his father is black. And he was black. Yeah. So, so I don't even care about the yeah, mom being that, white. That that has no significance. And and see, this is again where we start to deflect. Let's stay focused at the fact that there are black parents that are burying their black kids from being fatally shot by law enforcement officers. That is the relevance. Right. Right. And getting out in 18 months, 16 months. It's not shocking, but it's still ridiculous. And it's in the message that it yeah. sends. Like, so Telly just brought to our attention, just so y'all know, we reported earlier 
about the Muskego High School. They've had two racist incidents, one regarding graffiti in the locker room, racist remarks written in dust on, in the locker room when the Beloit boys uh, basketball team played. Mm-hmm. And we look at the board of directors who, by the way, refused to make a public comment or we can't disclose the punishment. So Telly, Google image, the board of directors, guess what? All seven. White. No representation outside of white. So how are you going to not only implement but enforce policies and there's no representation in the room that is telling you how to go about this, what these young African-American youth may be feeling, experiencing, all of that. None of that comes into play because there's no representation in the room. Well, that's what I was trying to explain to our dear brother, Eddie. And if he's still listening, you know, he had made the comment, you know, I live in a predominantly white neighborhood. All the kids in the neighborhood are white. And, you know, we talk about how we don't see color. How, Sway? How? (laughs) How can you even have a conversation, a healthy, comprehensive, fulfilling dialogue about racism and everybody in the conversation is white? Help me understand that. How are you making policies regarding discrimination, bias, racism, racial slurs, hate crimes, hate, and you have no representation on your board. That's why these big corporations be losing millions of dollars. Like, what was it, H&M? They had the black boy with the monkey. Mm -hmm. Go look at the board of directors. No people of color. No black people. and, And, Denise, it goes both ways. There's no way that... An African-American or just a black business that got all black employees sit around a table and say, you know, how can we come up with these policies that's going to protect our white fellow brothering? Like, like, no, it doesn't happen. So it's not just one way. It's a two way street. But. How in the world, you mean once like, again... Let me, I'm going to make sure I understand what you're saying. So you're saying that organizations that have all black... All black aren't most likely sitting around trying to figure out how we can implement these policies. Because how can you implement policies and you don't have any sort of voice that says... Oh, okay. I get what you're saying How now. they feel. And my I get what you're saying, is, yeah. Right. Because if you're uh, like... you. If you guys, first I thought you were saying, board, how do we make the white people feel more comfortable? I was like, no, no, me? no, I'm not saying okay. that. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. I mean, I mean we <laughs> let are, me not go there. We, we do the, that every but, day. Oh, absolutely. But the thing is, hair, once boys. again, we have to figure out, or it's just common sense. How in the world can you speak for a demographic when you don't have that demographic in the room? To speak for that demographic. And you haven't had any relationships. The only relationship that you've had with, and let's just keep it, this is truth be told, this is Milwaukee Black Talk Radio. When you haven't had any experiences with black people other than seeing them on television, and we all know the the images, the common images of black people on television is either entertaining, athletic, or thugs, criminals. Those are the three images you're going to see. Because even when we try to show up as educated intellectual leaders, they still character, you know, characterize us as, look at President Obama. Well, he's not a natural-born American. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Kamala Harris. There's a former president that was wanting to see his birth certificate. Man, and yo, why? You know, <laughs> let me stop. 
Your wife barely. Let me stop. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna keep going, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna stop. Your wife barely speak English. I'm gonna stop. And you got the nerve to ask. I'm gonna stop. And you want to build a wall to keep others out, but your like, own wife. Like Seely is- told Mister. The, the cave you try to keep me in is the one you're going to rot in. So go ahead and build whatever you think you need to build to keep you from being great. But, you know, listen, we, we as listeners of the truth, we know that this exists. And I am really, really disappointed in terms of the response by both the parents on both teams as well as the board of directors for Muskego High School. I hope that someone from either Beloit, Muskego and or the board of directors is listening right now. Or if you know someone, please give them my phone number. My phone number is 833-212-1017. They call me or text me or Telly right now and we can have a conversation. You know, the two things that most people really want to move past as quickly as possible are racial conversations and instances and guns. The first thing we want to do is, well, you know, we need to look into it or we need to talk about it or we need to do this or we need to do that and then move on. We're so and so strong. Whatever city that got impacted, we're so and so strong. We're Boston strong. We're Tampa strong. We're this strong. And then we move on. And then a few months later, we're right back in the same situation because we don't want to address it. It's and too we don't have accountability. Yeah. As soon as you hold people accountable, like these students, you basically said it is quite all right for you to write racist slurs, use racist slurs. At best, at best, you might get a slap on the wrist. You might get suspended for a week, which these kids probably that did that perpetuated it, that's probably vacation for them. Oh, I can just stay at home and yeah. play video games and be on TikTok. Thank you. That happens because when you have authority figures that feel the same way, how in the world are you going to reprimand somebody for feeling the same way that you do? Because last time I checked, it's not something that you kind of grow out of. It's like, ah, oh, you know, when I was in high school, I was a racist, but I'm straight now. Nine times out of ten, if you were racist, you've been a racist for a long time. You may, you may make you even more mad. That we gonna, I promise we're going to get light. But let me just, because the truth be, <laughs> this is the truth be told. You ready for this? Remember the Shorewood attorney? I know you said you're tired of talking about her. That was found guilty, but it was like reduced from a hate crime to disorderly conduct or yeah. something like that. Are you Basically ready for this? jaywalking. Now, remember, I shared with you how in the state of Texas, it is against the law. Uh, yeah. Did you see? Uh, yeah. The I black man that, yeah. got 70 years for spitting at police officers. 70 years. And this woman that won't get seven hours. hours. This, dude, this young brother <laughs> is going to spend the rest of his life behind bars for spitting at police officers during his arrest. He was found guilty of two counts of harassment at a public of a public servant. So police officers. Now, ain't no telling what happened to provoke. Now, I'm not condoning spitting on anybody. But again, we talked about how certain authorities use their power to provoke and then say, oh, we got him 70 years for spitting. And I'm going to give you another guarantee. He won't be getting out in 18 months and he ain't even kill anybody. That's free labor. Imagine that. Oh, yeah. And look, during the tri- the trial's closing arguments, are you ready for this? The prosecutor, Jessica Gorman, asked the jurors, are you ready for this? This is 2023, y'all. During the closing comments of the trial, 
or closing arguments, I should say. Prosecutor Jessica Gorman asked the jurors to consider a sentence that would, quote, send a message to not only Pearson, but also society. Ain't you about nothing? That's what my dad used to say. Ain't you about nothing? <laughs> send what Send what message? The Truth Talking text line is 833-212-1017. I promise y'all, I, I wanted, Telly and I just wanted to make sure that you have awareness of the contradictions that exist. Again, why it's so important to vote. Why it's so important to make sure you're, standing, you're sending your kids to schools where there's representation. This is the truth. Be told. With DT and Telly, we'll be back. Truth Be Told with DT and Telly returns after this on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. One, two, three into the boat. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at the door. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Cause you know we're about to rip. Uh, give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Compton and Long Beach together, now you know you in trouble. Ain't nothing but a G-Bang, baby. baby. Too low depth, but we're crazy. Death Row is the label that pays me. Unfatable, so please don't try to face it. I see you, Ben. I see you, Ben Jammin'. How you feeling, Ben? Amazing. Hey. Now see, if the Bucks enter... American Airlines Center in Miami tonight with that song in the background, <laughs> we will win. That's 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 truth right there. This is truth be told. If somebody could call the Milwaukee Bucks right now and tell them that when you go into the American Airlines Center in Miami, bust out Ain't None But a G Thing by Dr. Dre <laughs> from the Chronic album, guaranteed victory. Right. Just don't hit that chronic before the game. Might not work out. I have no comment. Uh, no, I'm just saying them, but not you. I'm saying I have them. no comment. I'm saying that because the Bucks need a win tonight, Ben Jamin. So you think that the use of a natural product from I the earth? Go, look, look, look. You ain't about, we ain't going down that rabbit <laughs> what? hole. We this trying to get a told. win. We ain't talking about the players smoking weed before or after the game, Denise. We're trying to tie this series up. Use, I mean, play the chronic before you go out of the court, and I guarantee you, you're going to win. <laughs> it is Monday. You're listening to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on the new 1017 The Truth. We're about to wrap up, but we've got some interesting updates to share with you. Some very exciting and interesting updates. Before we do anything, because I know when Ben says it's time to break, he will cut our mics off. Please yeah. let the people know what we are bringing to them tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. during the DT and Telly show all right you gotta make sure you tune into the truth be told with dt and telly tomorrow 8 a.m that's because we will be joined by naismith basketball hall of famer and vice president of basketball operations for the new orleans pelicans Swin Cash. Swin will join to discuss her journey from high-performing athlete to being a black woman executive in the NBA again. That is Basketball Hall of Famer and three-time WNBA champion Swin Cash on Truth Be Told with DT and Telly tomorrow. Do not miss it. 8 a.m. on the new 101.7 The Truth. And just in case y'all are wondering, yes, we will be leveraging two-time Emmy Award sports journalist <laughs> Telly Hughes during the interview. Trust and believe I'm going to be in the background taking notes. But seriously, Swin 
She is in the midst of combine right now. She is very busy. And for her to take the time out and be here tomorrow, y'all tune in, spread the word. We got, again, Swin Cash. Yes. That's yes. a big deal. We're going to continue to have some great guests yes. on the show. Right. We just getting started, y'all. Yeah. We yeah. just, you know, we want to warm y'all up a little bit. This yeah. is what, week four? Absolutely. So week you know. four. And, and we bringing you Hall of Famers already. But uh, God, I wish you- Beyonce would quit texting me. She know I'm on the show. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Tell her we're trying to get right. her in sometime well, in August. Dang, Beyonce, ain't you like busy? That. Don't you got a tour you got to get ready for? <laughs> quit texting me. Yes, you're going to be on the show one day. <laughs> Jeez. Man. But Where's Hall when you need him? Oh, gosh her career and just her journey i am very much interested because you have a woman a black woman that has made her way up through the nba ranks where a lot of black women have probably very few before her has been able to do and you would think like okay i'm a three-time wnba champion maybe i should just try to enhance or advance the wnba product but no she took a different route and i am very interested to see what was behind that thought and what pushed her to do something that hadn't been done before so see that's I mean, why I you am. don't do the interview because <laughs> me i'd be like okay so where do you shop like what what is <laughs> That's why we're going to put you, you in there. You 6'3". Right. How is it hard for you? How do you yeah. <laughs> she might even be taller. No, I think she's... Well, you saw her. You met her. She's Swing. about, what, 6'2", 6'3"? Well, for full disclosure, because I, 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 she's a very good friend of mine. Okay. She and I are very good friends, and her husband, they have two beautiful sons. Um, she has visited Milwaukee a couple times, too, so you may want to okay. ask her about okay. her, her trips to Milwaukee. Um, this is going to be amazing. Listen, Truth Nation, as Telly had mentioned, look, you're going to have... An Emmy, two-time Emmy Award, sports journalist interviewing WNBA Hall of Famer, NCAA championship, now executive for the New Orleans Pelicans. You want to call your young black girls that are interested in sports. Call them and text them and tell them to tune in tomorrow. Yes. Anybody for that matter. Yes. Because you've got to realize that there are so many avenues to do what you want to do in sports. You don't always have to be on the court. You don't even have to be in on the television screen. There's so many different important jobs mm-hmm. that people don't see and just don't know about. And because, still get invited to the White House. Uh, yeah. Swin <laughs> been to the White House about three or four times. Right. Yeah. Swin. <laughs> like they, they know her like on the side door. I'm like, all right, you coming back? Little girl, you going to that White House. Oh, I'm sorry. I digress. You going to take them eyelashes and you going to sit your butt on that plane. You yes. going to smile. But it is it is is, it is awesome to get. Are you going to ask her about See, that's why. That. See, <laughs> that's why you're who you are. That's why you're you're two time Emmy award winning. And Denise is like the effective communication coach. She had to create her own position because she does not know how to ask her the right questions. All right, no, seriously, we're excited. We're going to have a great time tomorrow. Uh, for the rest of our show, as you start to get your Monday, your new week started. Before we transition over to our brother, Sherwin Hughes, got some good news, good things that are happening. Uh, Nelly and Ashanti, apparently. They look real cozy. I mean, I, look. <laughs> so if you don't know, Nelly with his fine self, hot in. Oh, Is it Lord. hot in here? 
And I, I love me some nuggets. Nelly come to Milwaukee every summer fest. Is he coming to this? I don't see him on the roster. I didn't see him on the roster. I'd but... wonder why he ain't coming no more. Uh-huh. <laughs> baby, 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 baby. Uh-huh. They booking some duos, some duets he, he now. Like, That's our duo, duets. He was like, put your mom on the phone. Yeah, I'm never coming home again. Okay, me and Ashanti then got back together. So, yes, Ashanti and Nelly attended together as a date or as a couple Saturday night, the big fight between Garcia and Davis, the boxing match, Nelly and Ashante were right there in the front row sitting next to each other. You can go to TMZ and look at the video footage during the Gervonta Davis and Ryan Garcia fight this past Saturday. They showed up shoulder to shoulder and had ringside seats right next to each other. Again, don't take my word. This is truth be told. You can go to TMZ. They've got the video right there. And uh, I'm pretty, I'm pretty happy. I like Nelly and Ashanti together. Look, hey, sometimes you think it's is is greeter on the other side, and then you, you be can... like, you know what? Our little thing we had wasn't that bad. Hey, Ben, <laughs> real quick, go hit him with the Mike Jones because you know I have my Mike Jones moment. <laughs> Ashanti was like, oh, so yeah, oh, you you want to have other girlfriends? Oh, you want to go date? Okay, you do your thing, boo. And while you're doing that over the past what 10, 15 years, Ashanti, she just gets more beautiful. Can I can I get a witness? She no, she, she is has. a gorgeous yeah, woman. Yeah. She so is getting Nelly, finer with age. Yes, that's yes. what we do. That's what black women do. That was our gift because because God knew what we was gonna have to go through. Uh, <laughs> this is where Ashante received the call from Nelly. Hey girl, it's your boy Nelly. <laughs> I've been seeing you looking good. Can can we can we reconnect? You know what Ashanti did? Give it to him, Ben. There is somebody, look, some of y'all are going to work right now. Look at Telly. You know Telly, he's the nice one. He's just shaking his head like, Lord, why did the God, why did God put me with DT? Let me tell you something, y'all. As you head into the office right now, think about anybody in your personal, professional life that didn't want you. Like my brother, what was the brother that said? He said he went from $25 an hour to $65 an hour. Uh, yeah. Even the pets. Even rough. the dogs. The dogs are sniffing him different. Like, let me get some of that. You let him know. Put that Mike Jones on. Be like, back then, didn't want me. <laughs> now I'm hot. Y'all love me. You are listening to Truth Be Told with DT and Telly on the new 1017 The Truth. More of Truth Be Told with DT and Telly is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. It's going to be an outstanding week. You know why, Truth Nation? Because we're going to make it outstanding week. And again, Telly and I are so very thankful for your continued listening. This is week four of The Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. We're going to continue to just bring y'all what y'all need, the information, the opinions, as well as the entertainment. As we wrap up today's show and get ready for Sherwin Hughes, who'll be with us from 9 a.m. to noon, followed by our sis, my girl, Melanie Ricks, with nothing but the truth from 12 to 1. Check her out. Let's close out with this great news. This is why I love Magic Johnson. He's just such a boss. Oh. 1992 reported that he had tested positive for HIV. 
Mm-hmm. And now it's like, what? I'm going to tell you an interesting story about that very quick. I know we're running out of time. Sure. Next time you talk to Tony Smith, he was on the team when Magic was diagnosed with HIV. Really? Yeah, he'll tell you all the insight on how Ooh. he was told, how he was in Utah, and they were like, yo, you need to come back to L.A. we got to tell you something. Oh, man, great story. When is Tony going to come back to the show? I don't know. We got to call him. We got to call Tony. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll call well, him. Wake the, him up. In the meantime, yeah. the NFL's commanders, that's Washington, right? Yeah, the Washington commanders. They reportedly sold the team for $6 billion, with a B. And Magic Johnson is one of the partners. You know, Magic Johnson, his money long. Oh, my goodness. And, you know and that so funny? is amazing because he's the first, if I'm not mistaken, has some sort of stake as a black owner in the NFL. Man, the NFL brother, has no black owners, by the way. That brother got – and you know what? Here's the thing. I, re, I distinctly remember when the news came out, when he did the press conference and talked about – being HIV positive, everybody was like, his career's over, his career's over. Yeah. Look at God. Look at it. Look, it, look it, at it God, is, y'all. It is so amazing. Back so. then, didn't want me. <laughs> now I'm hot. They all on me. This is Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. Have an amazing Monday. We got Sherwin Hughes. He's in the building. Looking like it's 20 degrees outside. Sure, take all them clothes off. It ain't that cold outside. <laughs> Truth Be Told with DT and Telly. We will be back tomorrow with our special guest, Swin Cash. Make it a great day. We love you. We'll see you and hear you soon. Never know the aroma of the poma, but I write the deep best rhyme. So let me take y'all way back to women jamming, say the southwest Atlanta A. Y'all could not tell me nothing, thought I hit that bottom rock. At age 13, start working at that loading dock. They laying my mama off of work, general motor stripping, but I come home back like Hank from licking and dipping. Doing dumb things, not knowing what I know now. Yeah, that petty stuff will have you cased up and locked down. I dip. Over to these points, still acting a fool, wasting my time in the school. I rap-